New Jersey State Assemblyman has introduced a bill that would allow the government to seize the home or car of anyone whose property contains an illegal firearm. This is a bill being proposed by Assemblyman Louis Manzo, Democrat, authorizes the forfeiture of motor vehicle building or premise if a firearm is found in it that is not legally possessed per state law. Shane, I know you've been following this story. Uh, seems a bit uh, West Bank to me. It's a complex thing, but uh, as uh, all these Jewish intricacies are, but in this particular case, this legislative member, uh, Menzo, is allied, in my opinion, from what I've seen with a senator from New Jersey by the name of Adler. And uh, if you look on Menzo's website in the legislature, he's got a full seven pages of bills that these two have worked together on. And I mean, hey, you don't just go to the dance with one person, right? I mean, what's the deal with the, with the Jew and the Goy here? It reminds me of Seller and the Hart Seller Act in 1965. And uh, this guy, uh, Adler, is also on the New Jersey Israeli Commission, which has to do with business. Again, they may have been floating this. I'll also say we're going to talk about this a little bit later in Goyfire, but um, there's a fellow by the name of Rosen who's the head of the American Jewish Congress. And when he became the head of that organization in 1998, he said that he wanted to get Jews at every level as a people involved in uh, uh, stopping the spread of guns. And I think that this is what they're trying to do in New Jersey. Now, of course, because they control the courts, if you show up... Uh, you know, let's just say a white nationalist wanted to, uh, was willing to take the time and do the, do the time, I should say, and he decided he could walk in some big Jewish high-rise with, with a gun. You know, just to, let's just say somebody had that idea. Well, of course, the Jewish courts, they're not going to take the Jews' building away. We can be sure of that. So uh, I don't think the law will pass. Obviously, it won't at this time, but New Jersey is a real wonderland out there, and it's coming to your, uh, it's coming to your state, too. If you're in the Midwest, the Mexicans are coming. The Jews have it there. They're in Illinois. The Mexicans are, and uh, they'll be hopping over the, the gate of your protected compound, and you won't have your guns. And it kind of reminds you of the drug asset, seizure your laws. He, he's saying he wants to confiscate a home or car in which an illegal firearm is found, even right. if the firearm doesn't belong to the owner. Now, does that just simply scream that it's going to be abused? That means anybody can plant, just as they can plant marijuana plants in your property, they can plant a gun in your property and then seize your home. If you don't think they do things like that, Read the facts about how they got the Aryan Nations property up in, in Idaho. It was all a put-up job. Read what Edgar Steele has to say about that. Uh, you're not going to get the truth from Morris D. So this would just provide a great opportunity for uh, uh, Jewish criminals and for, for the cops to frame anybody very easily, even more easily than they can today. Uh, you know, what is an illegal firearm? I mean, that's uh, the laws come and go on what, what is legal. And, and you can easily imagine that very slight technical violation costing someone with unpopular political views his entire property. You know, it reminds me of, what was it, a woman a few years ago, her husband was soliciting prostitutes in her car and they took her car. You know, uh, anything that empowers the state and the state being run by Jews is, is not a good thing. Well, I was thinking specifically of Chester Doles. I mean, they, they booked yes. him on some type of firearms violation. Well, they would have gotten the house, uh, and his wife and, I think, ten children would have, uh, who knows what would have happened. Yeah, exactly. They, and then so that was on a very basic, uh, very low-level claimed violation. It wasn't, in fact, a violation since he didn't own the guns. But it just gives these Jews another pretext to steal the goods and property and, and ruin the lives of anybody who dares to criticize them. How many years did Chester Doles get compared uh, to uh, what's the better Feinerman? part of ten? I think 
Well, well see, he does 10 years, and Feynman's recommended for uh, two and a half. Yeah. yeah. The kike steals $20 million and, oh, yeah, give me a break, I'm an old man. Oh, the, the, the point here is also this, this violence in New Jersey. It's always a culture of gun violence. It's, it's never a culture of nigger violence, right? It's never, it's never a black thing, unless it's something uh, good or something they think is, is good. Well, the abuses that blacks commit in and around the big cities uh, encourages the liberals to think that if we just get rid of the guns since they're afraid to face the racial facts outright, we'll get rid of the problem. So the problems created by blacks who use the pretext to deny whites their constitutional rights. Me Mexicans, too, Alex. That burg in New Jersey looks like uh, Mexico. You look yeah. like you're in South America or something. You walk up and down the main street there. Yeah. Got the minorities create bank. the problems. It's the minority that's the problem. The guns, the guns ain't using the Mexicans and the blacks. The blacks and the Mexicans are using the guns to assault people, and, and that, that's not a gun problem. That's a colored problem. Right. Create the creation, uh, an equation of a diverse society, and then uh, institute the, the the mental institution rules where everybody's a baby, and uh, yeah. you know the the government um, makes sure that everybody's safe. For everyone else. And speaking of safety, in this country, you know, the, the uh, National Rifle Association is still a very big organization, very influential. So, uh, a lot of you gun people, I grew up with weapons, and uh, I like them. And uh, so, here's the number to call to t talk to Kike John Adler. He's a senator in New Jersey. Uh, don't bother call calling his uh, government office. Here's his private office number. Okay. Uh, give everyone a moment here. I got a pen or a pencil. Eight five six eight five four. Seven one zero zero, and then you can try eight this five. one too. Eight five six four eight nine three four four two. Of course, be very pleasant with a Kike Adler, whatever you do. Right. Well, moving on to to anti-white <laughs> legislation. Um, right up on our northern border, El Norte, Canuckistan, uh, we've got anti-racist groups call for action against a white man in Canada. Tomas Winicky, a Canadian patriot and poster in BNN Forum, is being hounded by various Jewish hate groups for expressing his opinions. Quote, we are at a loss to understand how it is that Mr. Winicky continues to be able to poison our communities with his vitriol. The so-called Criminal Code of Canada prohibits the willful promotion of sick hatred against specific groups and advocating genocide over the Internet. Funny, because that's exactly what Mr. Winicky was against, the genocide of the white race. So, guys, I don't know how well you've been following uh, this story, but it's... Uh, Involving, or it involves up to three people at this point. Winnie Key, a guy by the name of Exterminance, and uh, Glenn Barr. These are three Canadians that are being um, investigated. Yeah, well, the, the, the context here is Canada is a Jewish tyranny. And group criticism of minorities, including Jews and the colors that Jews are importing to Canada, is illegal. And there are all these Jewish groups and anti-hate, hate in quotation marks, groups that try to raise the profile and destroy anybody who is making any criticism anywhere, even on a board like BNN Forum where it's completely legal to criticize them. Uh, they're trying to raise that profile and bring these people to the attention of the police and get them to go after them and bust them. Whites just don't think the way that Jews do, even with all of this brainwashing. So it takes some doing, even though they've got the tyranny established. And usually it, it ends up grinding up the intended victim. But, uh, you know, they haven't quite got it down to, to, 
get these people immediately. But uh, think about this. This is an adult expressing opinions on a website in the U.S. where it's completely legal, and he's being hounded by these Jewish hate groups and these anti-racist hate groups in Canada for comments that he made. This is, a, this is something that was secured over a thousand years ago, your right to criticize whoever you want for whatever reason. And it's just Jews outlaw it because they don't think that way. Jews believe any criticism of Jews is de facto illegitimate. By its very nature, it's illegitimate to criticize Jews. This is beyond ridiculous, but this is what we find in nation after nation that Jews have wrecked. And they're trying to get the same thing imposed in the U.S. Well, this they is look, more than the illegitimate, Alex. This is illegal. They want to give this guy two to five years. Yeah. They want to throw him in, in jail for five years for criticizing Jews. And by criticizing, it means pointing out what they're doing. Uh, people, I, I don't think, just because you don't see this stuff reported in the media doesn't mean it's not happening. This is what defines the nature of the political system that we live under today in the White West. It's controlled by our racial enemy who wants to make all criticism of itself illegal. Meanwhile, they mock you and yours around the clock. If you're a Southerner, you've seen yourself mocked on TV a million times. Is it ever called hate? No. Is it hate? Well, by the definition they use when you're talking about them, it sure as hell is hate. Same thing for, for Catholics, for any, any religious folk, for, uh, and for Germans. It's open season on white people there to be mocked and ridiculed, and that is never called hate. But no criticism of Jews or minorities is to be allowed. Now, these the are the head dictators of, of society. The head of this commission up there in Canada is a Jew. His name is Erwin Kotler, and uh, he won the Jerusalem Award in Canada, which is a Zionist award. And he's also uh, been on apartheid uh, commissions and uh, Nazi hunting commissions and so forth to bring them to justice. Of course, uh, he hasn't done anything to stop the apartheid in uh, Israel, I'm sure. As a matter of fact, he facilitates that. But as they just said, uh, Thexter, one of our main guys at VNN, he is being threatened with being in prison for five years. And in the case of exterminants, they came and took away his computer equipment. Free speech is being stopped. It's been stopped in Germany, Canada, and now Romania. And in the, our country now, uh, the American Jewish Commission, which is head, headed by a, a huge politico who, who promoted uh, Al Gore, and he also gave 100000 for George Bush. So he, he's one of these neocons who will work either side of the fence. Anyway, they're promoting this along with Mo Seligman Dees out in the, the uh, northwest in Spokane. There's a Jesuit university out there, and they've instituted the first study for hates as an as a academic study area in this country. And strangely enough, in that very university, everyone, I wanted to tell you that... Uh, What's the name of that university? I believe it's pronounced Gonzaga. Well, it's a Jew Jesuit school, and I looked them up, and if you count the blacks and the Jews, 21% of the student body at a Jesuit university is a Jewish, or we, as we call them, Jewist, in the case of people who are uh, aggressively promoting the Jewish agenda amongst white people that might be nominal. People who hate white. Jews who hate white people. Jewish is descriptive of Jews who hate white people. It's a so, term to uh, counter racism, which is only used to describe white attitudes. And, uh, uh, let, let me let me chip in there very briefly, and then Shane will get back sure. to uh, his story. What I want to chip in is I got a letter from a reader. We've talked about before our revelation that's Roughly 60% of the UCLA Law School faculty is Jews. Well, a 2003 graduate of the Georgetown Law School, Georgetown again being uh, founded by Catholics, uh, I believe also Jesuits, I might be wrong about that, but he wrote that uh, he learned through a Jewish friend of his that Georgetown was 30% Jews in the student body. That's, an, that's a Catholic school, 30% Jews. 
the student body think about that. It's remarkable. So my point is that these Catholic schools are eaten out by the Jews like the mainstream public schools. Jews will run under any cover. And uh, what what Shane's talking about is basically one of the most powerful domestic terrorist groups in the country is the SPLC, and they work uh, with the ADL, which is another powerful terrorist group uh, that is basically the American representation of Mossad. And what they're trying to do now is create a bogus academic discipline called hate studies to go along with the new whiteness studies. And these are, these are both essentially white genocide studies. That is, uh, they mean to defame and to deny the existence of the white group except as something to be destroyed. Chain's describing uh, what, what went on recently. I believe this was this year, wasn't it, Chain? That, they, that, that Morris Dees of the SPLC went up there and spoke at Gonzaga and advocated officially the formation of an official Department of Hate Studies, which would be the first such discipline anywhere ever. And has it actually been formed? Oh, yeah, it has. Yeah, They have the chair up there, and her name is Jerry Shepard. She's in charge of it. But uh, one of the people who's on the board is, uh, of the whole thing is named Lori Wood, and she's a, an executive with SPLC. Uh, and then she's also an executive uh, who's been uh, put in place up there, I guess, by Mo D. So I posted a uh, picture from the SPLC article about this, and it kind of shows a, a woman looking over her shoulder like, wow, that Mo D is one hot potato. Yeah. Mar- Mark Potok <laughs> must be uh, pretty upset about having competition, but I don't know. Well, I think Mark, <laughs> is, he, is he that really obese one? Is he the one who no, no, tracked no, hate no, groups from the behind the donut? Or? No, no. He's a no, it, normal five, five foot four Jew. Normal wussy looking little little mealy <laughs> mealy mouth little bastard. And then we get that. Who's the obese one? The one that sits oh, down uh, and his I chair disappears. His chair looks like a thong. This guy's so fat. We've got his picture. I can't think of him. He needs some serious weight loss work, but now, I know that corpulence is a serious problem, and I by no means do I mean to make light of it. Well, he must anyway, be in France. It's a lot easier eight, to track eight fat Jews than slow than fast moving goyim. Let me tell you that. See, oh, this but, uh, David Rosen, you guys, I want to get back to David Rosen. Now, David Rosen, is in the, he's on the uh, board of APEC. And, you know, the APEC meeting's coming up here on uh, around, I believe it's the 22nd and the 24th of this month in D.C. What, what's that big auditorium where it's going to be held there in D.C., Alex, we were talking about it? Oh, uh, the Washington Convention Center, which is uh, it's downtown. It's not so much in the Tony Northwest where you get all your Jew lawyers and, and rich uh, politician well, they have to fit 5,000 lobbyists in there. You ought to cut them a little slack, Alex. I mean, come on. Yeah, they may have upgraded the convention center since I've covered yeah. events there. Uh, they've uh, got to find a, a hole big enough to pack them all in there. Th- those are the paid lobbyists, not not to mention the hangers-on and the politicians. So, yeah. you know, they need a lot of space. You know, This is not something you can hold in your average hotel. So, uh, right. All, I, as a, I think uh, all... All of K Street has been involved to this gala event. David Rosen, by the way, he was, he was our guy, or Bush's guy, who they, our guy, I mean, in the United States. We sent him over to Berlin for this recent international anti-Semitism conference. So this guy's all over the map. Not only that, but politically, he's all over the map. You know, he, he was a, a big, huge wheel in uh, Al Gore's campaign. I think he actually ran it. And uh, he's friends with Clinton. He's a, a huge money raiser. And uh, then he's in here with Mo D's. Uh, promoting this, uh, you know, you can get a degree in hate. Now, let me tell you this little story. Some kids up there at that university, they put up posters at this university about, uh, who's the fellow that wrote the book about why the left hates uh, the right? And you know what they did? They made him take down the posters because it had the word hate in it. They said it's, uh, by definition, discriminatory, the very word hate. And yet now, a few months later, they've instituted a whole hate academy. What have, what have we said about hate? What should everybody listening to Goy Fire know about hate? There's the Jewish agenda, and then there's anything opposed, which is called hate. 
and that is a reduction of language exactly in line with what Orwell said when he was defining newspeak. You want to remove any thought that there can be any opposition. You want to remove the words that could be used to communicate a message of opposition to the prevailing regime. That would be that unhasty. The, the point is that there can be no verbal or physical resistance to the regime of tyranny. And that is, every whatever the Jew says goes, whatever the Jew calls something is what it is, no matter what the reality of the situation. Your only job is to sign up for the military and go die protecting Israel in Iraq, Iran, Syria, or wherever, wherever they tell you to go, and, and to buy lots of uh, uh, plastic stuff you don't need to keep the economy boiling along. Sign yeah, we got guys, on, we got guys on the border in Syria now, uh, Alex, uh, from the Iraq border. The yeah. military's on the, the Iraq border with Syria when they should be in Mexico, but instead they're at the desert border in Iraq. They're talking, the commentary will tell you, well, we can't protect the border here in America. That's just That's not right. possible. Yeah. But it's they possible to send 150,000 troops 8,000 miles halfway around the world to protect the border, but not right. here. How many Palestinians are breaking through that Syrian border? I want to know. Is it is it maybe a million a day? The only thing that breaks through that border is imaginary weapons of mass destruction heading from the country just destroyed or the country next up to be destroyed. Speaking of WMDs coming across borders, uh, this past week the State Department issued a warning for Americans who travel in the Mexican border areas because there have been over 30 rapes, or pardon me, kidnappings and murders of Americans within the past eight months. So that's one a week. And uh, yeah. that's on their side of the border. So if you go for down there for a little fun, you know, maybe your wife will get raped or kidnapped or murdered. One a week it's happening. Well, those are Mexican WMDs who are infiltrating our country, and uh, that's what they are. Each one is a WMD. Just because they don't have guns doesn't mean it's not an invasion. It's an invasion of people we don't need, we don't want, and we would not have here if we controlled our government. But we don't. Our government is controlled by our enemy, and our enemy is the Jew. Not the atheist, not the secular humanist, not the liberal, the Jew. And this is a fallacious argument to say, well, there's some good Jews and there's some good this and good that. It's just like uh, you know, going to Las Vegas. You're going to play with the numbers. If you see a black, people have enough sense. If a black's walking down the street, uh, oftentimes, you know, if, you want, if you're interested in preserving your, uh, your calm and, and uh, your hide, life yeah. and limb, you know, you, you'll take, take notes. And as a matter of fact, there was a study, too, just released. It was conducted by a Jew this past week, and, uh, and he's at UCLA, and he claims that in the brain that blacks as well as whites recognize other blacks as being a threat to them, you know, and he claims <laughs> to track these neuron uh -huh. signals in the brain. Mm, so, uh, alert, nigger, nigger alert, <laughs> neurons firing. Well, it's Prepare whites seem to get that uh, uh, those antenna up about Jews. And when you watch the TV, they let me sure tell you do. something. Ted Koppel's a Jew. His daughter's a Jew. Greenspan's a Jew. There's an East Indian that comes on TV now. He just wrote a book about Greenspan. He said Greenspan didn't even have a, a PhD. He just uh, called Schlepp and, and, and uh, Greece and, and uh, you know. Being a Jew is the, the only yeah. credential you need to be yeah, an expert no on everything. And he wants to stay on now until 2008. He likes the job so much. Well, his wife, Andrea Mitchell, she's a Jewess. And uh, uh, as I said, in quite past, a one, fire. too. Geraldo is. His number, mother's name is Lilia Frieden. Uh, uh, Wolfie Blitzer is. Larry King is. And uh, you say, well, you know, it's not as if they sit around and plot with each other. They don't have to. They and all think the same way. Yeah. Pretty much. They love their people, something we don't do.
Well, they have a huge advantage no from all this networking that goes on. I mean, apart from their political opinions, they have every incentive to work as a group. And you, you who watch TV, you know, you're you're naive if you don't immediately note, you know, what percentage of the people who are spouting garbage at you are Jews on TV. Usually, you all have a panel, and you'll have like maybe a goy host and three panelists. Two or three of whom are Jews. Yeah, this devil-looking kike, Daniel Pipes, who comes on the right-wing talk radio all the time. Oh, he's on all of them. He's on Zionist Savage shows and Michael Wiener Savage. And, uh, and Daniel Pipes is the guy who has this campus watch whereby if any student or professor speaks against Israel, they put him in the database. Get him right in there. Apparently, he's going to duplicate all the work of the SPLC and the ADL and uh, the American yeah. Jewish Congress. You know, they're going to triplicate and quadruple their work. But uh, Daniel Pipes is a heavy Zionist Jew. The same as this fellow Hoffman, who uh, I've chronicled here uh, in the Rand uh, Institute for, what is it, Risk Management? Uh, you know, uh, it's yeah. one Jewish organization after the other. And what, what you'll note is that Jews are never identified on TV, and they're never spoken of as a group with interests that may be distinct and opposed to other groups' interests. Yet it's open season on going after every other group and talking about, what about the black? You can talk about black and Mexican interests from a positive standpoint, and you can discuss white interests from a negative standpoint only. Whites are only the negative. They're never allowed to be the positive. So you, you see that when they're setting up these Department of Whiteness studies, you're always studying white privilege. You're never studying, like, all the great contributions whites have made to culture because that would render the entire uh, ethnic <laughs> discipline field a complete joke. You know, we, we have more than, well, whites did invent peanut butter. Almost all the inventions that are claimed of black people were actually invented by whites. You know what they say but, is peanut butter is a recipe. It's not an invention. Yeah, I mean, it's what is it? It's a, it's a paste that was created by Kellogg so that older people could get their protein more easily, I believe. But they, they'll claim a black invented it. You know, maybe a mulatto. At best, these black inventions are like someone who's a super high yeller who was, you know, maybe fifth in importance on some team, and they'll, they'll attribute to him, you know, the, the fundamental creation. But, you know, in the end, you know, you're not going to find black people creating things. The important thing is when you're watching TV, you should know which one of these people on here is a Jew, and don't be fooled by the names. I saw Geraldo say during uh, uh, the Afghan war, he said, uh, I am a Zionist. I have always been a Zionist. I would die for Israel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, and he's go like, for like, it. Like, half a Jew, yeah. right? Well, I he hope his wish comes true. You know, yeah. He wants to uh, put himself in those positions because uh, those people in Palestine, they're very upset about being run out of our own country, just as we should be upset by, uh, as we're being run out of our own country now. And you think you're not, you better wake up. It's going to get more and more ugly. And we're not creating this. I say give him a bayonet and point him in the direction of Beirut. I don't care who he dies for. As long as he dies, I'll be happy. But uh, I want to chip in here a little bit on this hate studies, this Department of Hate Studies, where basically what this means is it's yet another artificial bureaucracy created to pay Jews for being Jews and, and hating non-Jews, specifically whites, since they pose the greatest threat at the moment. But American Jewish Committee uh, calls for a new hate studies initiative. So you see... This, uh, this is dated April 27th, so this is a couple weeks ago. These guys work in tandem with SBLC and Gonzag and any other uh, useful academic front. Uh, they put out a new study, Hate Matters, the Need for an Interdisciplinary Field of Hate Studies, uh, published by the American Jewish Committee, sets forth a cogent argument for why a coordinated approach to combating hate is urgently needed. And they quote Kenneth Stern, who's uh, an expert on anti-Semitism and extremism. 
Uh, what's the word for an expert on Jewish attitudes towards non-Jews? We have a whole thread on VNN uh, neologisms that are designed to cover that hatred that never dares speak its name. is not allowed to have a name. Goyanoia or Jewism or Loxism. Yeah, they're basically, you know, you have no right to resist the planned future they have for the globe, but rest assured that that future in no way accords with your interests as a normal white American. Once you realize that, you, you understand the actual stakes and you understand the actual sides of this struggle because the Jews as a, as a minority, as a small minority, have to conceal the fact that they are a small minority fighting against a large majority in its interests. So they always must draw attention away from themselves. And that means we must put the spotlight on them and point out what they're doing. What they're doing is creating foreign wars and sending our troops and money abroad while admitting the third world to destroy our culture and to destroy our political power. And white sellouts like Bill Clinton and white liberals are helping them. A lot of them are simply fools. They really do believe in what they're doing, but uh, they, they uh, are too foolish to see that the, the inevitable results. There's nothing projected about it. It already exists. So all you have to look at where liberal policies have been tried, they've always failed. Anybody who's rational eventually wakes up to the fact that if you're doing something and it doesn't work, you've got to start doing something else. So it's white versus Jew. That's political reality. And it's in our interest to describe that reality. It's a Jew's interest to cover it up. The point is now that they're coming together, they're trying to create these new academic disciplines that will further demonize whites, further draw them away from, uh, from their own interests. And remember, Michael Chertoff, as we talked about last week, has now proposed, and it was leaked, that he proposed that at a very high level of homeland security that a new non-governmental organization be formed which would essentially spy on Americans and pass that information on to the government so that that, that would absolve the government from being accused of literally being involved in spying. To his mind, it would, to his Jewish mind. So this is what he's proposing. There are already organizations to do that, and they're Jewish organizations. That's why this Lori Wood, who's up there uh, on the... Uh, this Gonzaga University hate board, and she's an SPLC um, uh, executive, is called by the SPLC the intelligence director, you see. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they always have intelligence directors or fact finders, which are nothing more than words for spies. And the way they do it is there may be laws in a particular country that forbid, say, assassinations or forbid some type of... Or, uh, some type of data collection or some kind of technique. So what they do is they create private agencies that can do things that governments can't do. The private group does it, then it feeds the information to the, uh, the, uh, the public officials so that they can, they can use it, information that they could not have acquired themselves. Not acquired legally, they may... This is how the ADL works with the FBI, and, and the ADL uh, is, is a synonym for Mossad, which is terrorists and assassins bent on expanding uh, Israeli global domination into every nook and cranny. And these are the people who are training the FBI, of course, at the same time that they're feeding them illegally acquired information. And this is organized Jews. And if you say, oh, it's not all Jews, well, there's no substantial body of Jews who's, who opposes them. There's a heck of a large body of Jews who support them with a huge amount of money, including most of the top billionaires. So when we say Jew, it's entirely fair to generalize about them. The fact that it's not true in one of 100 cases uh, doesn't really matter. Hyper-concern for individuals uh, leads to group abuse. I mean, they, they certainly don't worry at all about defining all whites as evil. There, there's no carve-out for any particular group. There's no, uh, there's no special exclusion or uh, exculpation for 
innocent whites. There's no, there's there's never any uh, divisibility among whites. It's just one foul, evil entity that has to be hated on in uh, public school textbooks and in the media. The presumed right. guilty party and the abuses that are done to them are, are never reported. If they are reported, they're, the race is played down. So we're the victims here, and we are the good guys. Right. We we don't even we we have a Holocaust memorial in Germany, but we've also got one in D.C. And it yeah. also I guess they're they're indirectly yeah. indirectly confirming that we're Aryans here. There's many of them as there are McDonald's. <laughs> Could you and drive through and get a pair too. of bowlers? <laughs> yeah, I want to get free <laughs> dental work. Mento of my visit. I'd, I'd like a plastic mold of one of Uncle Irv's molars. It was bicuspid, something to remember by. Yeah, it's uh, the idea of a holocaust in a, in, a, in a gift shop, kind of. A, you can't criticize them. They can set up a holocaust memorial anywhere they want, and then they get all the school kids who've been hyped up in this Annie Frank bilge. Yeah, this is something I don't understand. See, I've been traveling. You know, I've been down in South America. I've, I've just been out of country, so I don't understand. How do they sell the Holocaust in the U.S.? Well, right now they're trying to push that we didn't do enough and that no one cared enough about the Holocaust when it was happening and, and we didn't let enough Jews into this country. I guess matter. they were the, the, the huddled masses. Well, they had that one ship that, uh, you know, no one uh, no one's like, no, we don't want your team in refuse, buddy. <laughs> put a... Put a Skullcap covered uh, teeming refuse is, is unwanted. Turn that ship you, around. Yeah, we don't want any Jews over here. But it's not like they they ended up badly at all. It's just mythology. There's ten or twelve common points that they go back to every every single year. It almost it doesn't really end anymore. It's just all you hear about is is black stuff and Mexican stuff and Jewish stuff in the media. There's always some day to celebrate or some hero. Or there's always some anniversary of something, and it's just tiresome and sickening because it's a bunch of lies. Uh, uh, imagine what it would be like. I can't completely imagine. I can remember when I was young, and I'm older than you guys, but uh, look, if you walk in a place and, and all the people are white and they're your people, and just for university entrances for our kids, for uh, you name it, for jobs, big jobs, little jobs, happiness, cleanness, uh, orderliness. It allows life to proceed at a much higher level. The lowest common denominator in a multicultural society is is not being shot at or shooting other people. And that's yeah. about the best you can do. Everybody effuses a sort of defensive politeness and they're super careful not to say anything that will offend any of the monkeys that they're called humans and sent out among them. But in a white society, why, you know, life begins on a, a much much more civilized basis. You're, so you just begin at a higher way. level. The, lo- the lowest common denominator in a white society is much higher than in a uh, than in a black or multicultural one. You can live as human beings among other human beings, live as an adult among adults, because so much more is uh, taken for granted and assumable. You know, whereas where every other person's a Nigerian or an Ecuadorian, I mean, we have nothing in base on, in common with those people other than the lowest level girls gone wild sort of culture. And if you try to take steps to preserve the adult culture, then all of a sudden you're a hater, you're a hater, you're a hater, you're a hater. And you're always called a hater. There's never any attention given to your concerns. You're never allowed to express them in any way that might prove to be politically effective. Unless you reject that system, you're going to lose. By definition, you're going to lose. The terms are set up to preclude your being a legitimate player, let alone winning. The Jews win by framing, and they control all the media so they can make their frame stick. I can, uh, you know, I can say, we're not a hater. I can do a Republican conservative thing. Well, I'm not a hater. I'm not a racist. You can you can 
fight against, you can't fight against that in, in this way. There's no way to counter the Jewish poison. You just accept you it. You have to step it. outside yeah, the Matrix world. It's just like the Matrix yeah. in the movie. Just step outside it. You, you have to either accept or reject their frames, but in any case, not worry about them. Just worry about your own frame. You have to attack them. And attacking yeah. them means simply describing what they're doing and pointing out how it's against the average white listener who's listening to the show. These people are against your interest. They mean you evil. They mean to damage your kid if you send him to a public school by teaching him lies about his ancestors. We're not the haters. We are the good guys. They are the haters. You know, if races are inherently incompatible, then the people who forcibly mix them together are the real haters. And those haters are the Jews. They are the ones who twisted that court decision in Brown versus Board of Education. It did not have any kind of legal precedent leg to stand on. And they twisted it through so that it would pass. And we're now reaping the results of that. It's good for Jews. It's bad for us. They showed that they were working by pure power politics. That it's purely They did it because they could. It wasn't legal in any sense of the word. And so they have absolutely nothing to complain about when uh, illegal tactics are used against them because they were the first ones to use illegal tactics. And they did it under, they didn't even do it honestly, they did it dishonestly. They, under color of law, Dershowitz has been on dictate. TV promoting torture. Dershowitz comes on and promotes torture now as the, as the new guideline. And I, I don't know what it will take for white people to say, you know what, maybe these people aren't, uh, you know, the most sparkling people to come down the pike in all of uh, human existence. Jew, Jews are, uh, they like to call their enemies, who are basically all non-Jews, haters. And they want to outlaw hate, but ultimately what they want to do is have the death penalty for hate. You think Jews are against, they're liberals, are against the death penalty. No, they're in favor of the death penalty for haters. They don't quite have the power to impose that yet. The public would, would laugh it off, but they do have the power to impose decades-long sentences for people who are merely saying something that they don't like, or saying something plus throwing, you know, one a poorly constructed Molotov cocktail at one of their hate synagogues. What does that know, have to do with $20 million, Alex? Yeah, I mean, they're ripping off tens of millions of dollars from honest white people, and, you know, well, we recommend they get maybe 30 months. There's a complete double standard in this society. It's completely unfair to whites, and it's completely biased in favor of Jews. And it's there's extremely outrageous. City by, of Arthur Schlosser, and he, uh, he went around, and he, he worked for the government to uh, tax assess buildings. He was an assessor. So he called himself a tax consultant. The long and the short, he and his Jew buddies did this for 35 years through six mayor's administrations. And one of the guys he was helping was named Letwin. Well, Letwin was on number 391 on Forbes's 400 richest list in uh, the year 2002, I guess it was, and worth $550 million. Well, Schlosser died. They called him the old man. He died at 86. They built over a billion dollars out of New York City. And uh, Trump's actually suing the, the city for $500 million because uh, what they would do to make up for the loss is they'd jack up the assessments on the other buildings. So imagine this, a billion dollars, nobody goes to jail. And uh, by the way, uh, th- these guys are down at the Jewish Club in the Hamptons and everything else. One of them, uh, um, Sawwall, I guess it is, he uh, was down in that club. He was one of the others. Well, nothing can happen now. In fact, the main, the main guy died after 86 years, just like... Uh, the Jewish commissars went to Israel and died after killing millions of white people. If you're not informed about these things, you better get informed. It's no joke. It's choking your family. It's choking you. Basically, what Jews are is a vast international criminal conspiracy uh, put together by people who are basically one big racial clan. And the religious part is more or less a mask for 
a simple ethnic mafia. Jews are all pretty much nodes in a vast criminal network. One of them gets in trouble, well, you know, there's a lot of wailing and excuses heard, and half the time they flee to Israel. And the extent they ever get punished, it's not, it's not very heavily. And they're all working against your interests pretty much around the clock and often enough getting paid by government to carry out their racist hate against you, their loxist hate, as I call it. And, uh, yeah, whites are the victims, and you're darn sure not going to read about that in their mass media, but that is actually what's going on. Right. Well, on that note, uh, we've uh, covered quite a lot this evening. Um, maybe if we want to just have some closing comments. Jane, we'll start with you. Uh. We talked about language, and the language issue is so important and it's so complex, and so all of us need to learn more about language. I wanted to give people a website address, and uh, that is datanation, one word, datanation.com slash fallacies. That's spelled F-A-L-L-A-C-I-E-S, fallacies slash index dot htm. And take some time when you're in a thoughtful mood about this or when you hear something on television and it makes you wonder. And then look at these arguments and how they're posed and how our brains have been made to systematically accept these things by sheer inundation. This is actually a psychological torture. And then secondly, I wanted to say that there's a Jewish organization by the name of Hillel. They promote their students. And uh, if you look through Google, it's H-I-L-L-E-L. You'll see, I think the links go on for 80-some pages. One of their statements uh, that they made when they were founded was, if we don't support ourselves, who will? And white people need to get in that mood. Don't be ashamed of being a member of a great race, which has made so many positive things happen in this world throughout human history. And even greater things are to come. And one of the first will be freeing our minds from this uh, Jewish hate campaign that's been waged through mass media upon us for 45 or 50 years, very heavily and very successfully before that as well. But it's reached a crisis proportion now. I'd like to just to encourage you new listeners to write in and tell us what you think of the show and also to get involved. Uh, go to GoVNN.com and read our uh, daily news and commentary and come to uh, VNN Forum and read it and uh, join, participate. And we've got backup on all the stuff that we're talking about each week on, a, on our threads in our broadcasting section. And we've also got news and commentary on uh, books, music, and the entire political scene. We've also got uh, plenty of uh, copies of uh, the Aryan Alternative, our print publication. And our latest is a 16-page paper with a cover story written by Craig Cobb, who you've heard discussing today with uh, me and Aegis about uh, hush crimes. And the, uh, these are crimes committed by minorities against whites that are covered up by the Jews in the media because the political message of these crimes would be uh, too horrible to uh, contemplate and might lead to action against the, the system that makes them possible in the first place. And uh, that's pretty much all I have to say. I just want to remind you once again that they call us haters, but in fact, we are the good guys. Yes, and I want to thank the listeners uh, for tuning in tonight uh, or this evening or this afternoon, wherever, whenever you did tune in. And, uh, yeah, united we stand, divided we fall. Uh, on that note, I want to thank you for listening. And until next time, America... We're wishing you the best of goodbye. The Aryan Alternative. News and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Issue 2 is available now. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. 
The Aryan Alternative, and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right.